Hello and welcome to an emergency true achievements podcast straight in there with a pun. It's good to be back. <laughs> Joining me on the show today to discuss last night's Xbox Games Showcase event, we have one retro voice and two brand new IPs. Jack, as usual, it's a pleasure to have you with us. How are you doing? Hello, I'm doing very well, thank you. You do sound loud and clear now, which is a good thing. Excellent. And I'm also delighted to welcome two of our new staff writers to the podcast. Actually, I say new, they've both been with us a year now. But um, Heidi, welcome. How are you? Hello, I am very good, thank you. Good. And I've also got Sean here. How are you, Sean? Hello, I am fantastic. Brilliant. Okay, cool. You both must have sore fingers after all the typing that you were doing last night, covering all the games. They did a brilliant job. The community was very impressed, so well done for that. Um before we get started on the main event, I want to hope all of our listeners are keeping well and safe in these challenging times, and I hope we've been able to keep you entertained during the lockdown with all our coverage and all our community events and stuff. Let's get cracking with the pre-show then. So Jeff Keeley uh, managed to string out about 15 minutes of content into a full hour uh, before the main Xbox show. It was a lot of chat. I was in an Xbox MVP chat for most of it, so I didn't actually see everything they were talking about i'm not sure all of it was anything we need to cover particularly but there were some trailers in there including some world premieres which we saw a lot of in fact world premiere was probably the most common phrase of the night apart from game pass first up we had dragon quest 11 s uh the <laughs> i don't know what the s is for uh, but it's a square enix game it's not really my bag as most people who listen to this podcast know i've never played any of the previous games um, it looked like a turn-based RPG. Heidi, would you agree with that? Is it a turn-based RPG? Yeah, I think um, for me, I'm just excited for it because it just like takes all of the fantasy RPG boxes for me. It just looks like one of the ultimate fantasy games. And I love all, all the extra inclusions, like the retro 2D mode looks so cool. I was just about to mention that. I Even I thought that was cool. So that made it look like a little Game Boy version. Yeah, um, exactly. Very, looked- very cool. I don't know if you can switch in and out at any time in the game that i think be really you can sweet. which would be awesome cool. and like um just the music as well i think everything about that game just looks fantastic i'm so excited for that definitely oh awesome okay cool well the good news is it's coming to game pass as well so you Woo-hoo. won't even have to pay for it which is very nice so uh, that was a bit of a surprise wasn't it because it's the first i think it's the first time those games come into xbox which is which is cool for fans uh, and then we had a world premiere of something quite different um it was a futuristic first person shooter uh mech game uh called exo mecha uh, by a developer called twisted red it was a super early trailer because the game's not coming out until late next year but i thought it looked pretty stunning yeah i i thought it looked really good it looked just insane there, there, was, <laughs> there was so much going on like you had those big mechs that are sword fighting together people on hoverboards first person shooting there's somebody i think they grapple hooked onto a helicopter Mm. and flying that around but i thought for yeah something that's not coming out until late 2021 i thought it looked really good visually it looked fantastic yeah i thought it looked really polished um compared to some games that are coming out much sooner than that i I actually thought it might have looked a bit better uh but we'll come on to that later (laughs) the interesting thing for me that they mentioned on this was that it was going to be free to play so I have absolutely no idea what the business model is going to be, but I guess we'll find out more nearer the time. But yeah, impressive stuff. Well done, Twisted Red, for that. And then we saw a brand new trailer for a game that, a game that I'm super psyched about anyway, Watch Dogs Legion, uh, which is coming in October. I think, is it dropping before the consoles? And then it gets boosted when they arrive. Yeah, October this year. Um, we've seen a couple of trailers previously. Every trailer I see for this game makes me want it more. It's set in London. There's private like armies running the streets, organized crime everywhere. Something cool that they mentioned, which I hadn't actually realized before, but you can recruit any NPC in the entire game to fight for your cause. The narrator had a ridiculously over-the-top Cockney accent, <laughs> which is always quite fun. In fact, the trailer itself was quite funny uh, in places, considering the somewhat serious and apt subject material of some of it. I personally loved Watch Dogs 2. I thought it was absolutely wicked. So I am really, really excited about Legion. Jack, what did you think of this one? Yeah, so to uh, touch on, you you said the -the over-the-top Cockney accents. (laughs) It it kind of reminded me of a futuristic Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely, yeah. 
But Watch Dogs 2 was really good and they kind of dropped the super serious tone of the very first game. And I think they've just continued that on. So it looks, while it does look serious in places, it looks like yeah. a bit of comedy and it's not too serious. It's almost like Saints Row, but not Saints Row. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's quite colourful, wasn't it? Because the second game really amped up the colour compared to the first one was like dark and rainy and drab and moody. And then Watch Dogs 2 was much more bright and entertaining and funny and less serious. But the interesting thing will be how they deal with this because it's a serious topic mm-hmm. uh but with like a more comedy vibe so um it's a fine line it'll be interesting to see how it goes but i am very very excited for this game i will definitely be a day one purchase for me yeah i don't think it was on my radar until i saw this trailer but i think it's uh, definitely going to be one i look at now okay yeah you should check out the previous trailer as well because that was that was super cool um and then we had a brand new game that we've not seen before called uh, echo generation by a developer called coco cucumber which is not easy to say this looked really interesting. Uh, Heidi, I think this one piqued your interest. It's coming out next year. Uh, the graphics were cool, weren't they? Yeah, I think this one was definitely out of the pre-show. It was like the one that looked most interesting to me. I just like that it came straight out with this 90s vibe and the synthwave music. And mm-hmm. um, like they said, the Stranger Things vibe is really strong in this. And um, I saw that it's like it's about like a gang of kids, kind of like Stranger Things, investigating supernatural events, which sounds always very cool. And it's got like that nice QB pixel art style, which yeah. I really like. And just, I think it just looks like a really fun little game. And I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, I agree. I thought it looked fantastic until it got to the combat, which then just looked like it turned into like a card-based <laughs> turn. turn yeah, based that was a little, bit, a, a little bit interesting. But again, yeah, the rest of it looked really cool. Not till next um, year. So maybe they'll, maybe they'll change that up a little bit. Yeah, I'll write to them and suggest they lose the card aspect. Um, but yeah, I thought it was wicked. And as you say, the graphics were really smart, a sort of almost like a Minecrafty but more realistic Lego sort of thing. Uh, really, really unique. I thought it was very cool indeed. And then we had another world premiere. I mean, it was, I'll say there wasn't a lot of content, but there was a lot of new stuff in, in the pre-show. Hello Neighbor 2 coming from Tiny Build who made the first game. I have not played the first game at all, but it looked cool. We actually saw some proper gameplay. Uh, you had to investigate your neighbor's house without getting spotted by him. It was quite tense in places, hiding in cupboards and behind curtains and stuff. Um, but yeah, really, really smart art style. I thought it looked good uh, coming in 2021. Then we had one of the things that I always enjoy about E3, which is the idea Xbox sizzle reel, where they just show game after game after game after game in a really short amount of time. They put 15 titles into this. I didn't count them at the time, but I would recheck the trailer today um and it i thought it was really noticeable how varied and good looking most of the games were considering most of these studios are small you know some of them are even one man teams but you know really impressive graphics in a lot of them and as as i say like a really varied style of gameplay i'm not going to go through all 15 but there were some highlights for me 12 minutes which microsoft showed at their event last year at e3 which i thought looked brilliant it's the drama with the top-down camera where you're in like a time loop and someone breaks into your house and you have 12 minutes to try and um, solve the mystery or, or do whatever it is you've got to do and then it starts again. And I think as you as you keep replaying it, you learn more and more about what happens. It looks like a really unique game and um, I'm really stoked for that. I think it looks really, really good. And then something brand new that I'd not seen before, Shredders. Everyone knows I love SSX. So as soon as I saw snow mountains and snowboards, I was like, yes, I'm having that. Thank you very much. It wasn't cartoony like SSX. It was a bit more like Steep, um, the Ubisoft title from a couple of years ago. But still, uh, I just love the getting on the snow. So I'm all over that one. There was a game that I'd not seen before called Last Stop, which is a realistic story-driven game set in London where you can play as three different characters. I imagine there'll be lots of important choices to make that will affect how the game goes. There was a game that reminded me of Brutal Legend a bit which was like called The Artful Escape. It's like a rock adventure game, like crazy cartoony graphics, mad guitar solos. And again, another really cool art style. So uh, that one piqued my interest a bit. There's a game which I think I'd seen before called Tunic, uh, which is like a 3D platform adventure game where you play as a fox. And finally, there was a Viking side-scrolling fighting adventure game <laughs> called Song of Iron. Uh, which reminded me of games when I was a kid, which was the the vibe, the 
designer was going for as i saw a bit of a voiceover with him discussing the game but yeah i thought that looked really cool as well and there was loads more i don't want to cover them all but um as i say a real variety and the really cool thing about it is all of these games are coming first to xbox so even if they are coming to uh, other consoles uh, they'll be on xbox first and then finally we saw one more world premiere which was a game called balan wonderland uh, it's being developed by a new Square Enix studio called Balan Company. They described it as like an action-adventure platformer. It's got some puzzle elements, but it's based on musical theatre. And that is a genre I did not know I needed in my life. But there we go. Uh, there's 12 different characters you can control, and you have to put on different outfits that help you solve the puzzles. So pretty unique. Did anyone have any thoughts on uh, Balan Wonderland? Yeah, I just, I think, like, I almost needed, like, a little break from it and then to watch it again before I could say like yeah that's one I'm interested in because <laughs> it was one of those trailers there was just there was almost too much going on that like they're in a strange world but it's the theater and then they have to save people from negative emotions by wearing different costumes and it was just like what wait which bit first <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. but I think the whole kind of mashup and I'm like some of these costumes I saw called things like pumpkin puncher which you just you know you want to know what that's like what that's gonna do and, <laughs> and like I just there's so much going on in this I think it's gonna be worth keeping an eye on because like tricks traps labyrinths puzzles it covers so much mm. um yeah I have no idea what that's gonna be but I want to I want to watch it more yeah I didn't see when it was releasing it didn't look like it was gonna be soon uh, so that might be another 20, one. Oh, spring 2021 oh okay so not too far then yeah not too far nine months away okay interesting Okay, so that was the end of the pre-show. Moving on to the main showcase. Now, I watched this live on Twitch, but it was also shown on YouTube. Sorry, RIP Mixer, by the way. We loved you when you were here. But they weren't streaming in 4K. At least I couldn't figure out how to see that. And I've rewatched the show again today on the 4K stream, which they've uploaded since on YouTube. And it looks so much better. I just don't really understand why they couldn't broadcast it like that in the first place. I don't know if there's Jack. Have you got any thoughts on that? Is it technical? Uh, I I don't know. It's probably. Yeah, I'd say it's probably technical, but there are probably many millions of more people watching E3 and other streams we've done in the past. Yeah. So. But it was a noticeable difference, like ridiculously noticeable difference watching it again on the 4K. Maybe they just need a platform like Mixer with faster, yeah, maybe they want faster than light. Do a streaming uh, <laughs> platform. Oh, God. Okay, so they opened, I guess, as expected with Halo Infinite. There was a CG scene in the cockpit of a ship with Master Chief and a pilot. The ship crashed. Watching it live, I was like, this doesn't look next gen. Watching it back on the 4K stream, it looks better, like considerably better. I'm not sure it's massively next gen, that CG section. I think it mainly because the lip syncing of the characters... Well, Master Chief couldn't see his lips because he had his helmet on. But the the pilot guy, the mouth wasn't really perfectly in time with the audio. And I think that is the only thing that made it not look brilliant. Graphically, it was pretty pretty solid. It's set in 2560, which was six months after the battle was lost in Halo 5. We jumped pretty much straight away from the, the pilot crashing scene uh, into the main loading screen. And you said press start to play demo, which was unusual, but fine uh, and then it pretty much went straight into the game jack what were your first impressions when the gameplay started so when the gameplay started again i watched it on the stream yesterday just to reiterate and everything felt a bit flat mm. and it was like it was a 4k stream that had been condensed down to 1080p so i found i was losing a bit of fidelity but going back and re-watching that today it looked a lot more impressive mm. Um, it, so it plonked you straight into the environment to start with, and I think that showcased the open-worldness of it. And the environment looked really well-filled, so you had all these little extra um, tidbits, like just animals wandering around in the shrubbery, yeah. birds flying across in the sky, and it seemed like it was filled out well. And my only thought was that the sky, compared to stuff like Forza, their cloud system's just amazing. It just felt a bit empty, a bit bland, a bit flat. But again, that could be down to the atmosphere of the planet you're on and could all fit into the lore, I suppose. Yeah. Sean, what were your first thoughts on this? I thought there was quite a big difference going from sort of the CGI part of the uh, trailer to the actual gameplay demo. I thought that it was such a big difference that it made it look bad. I wasn't a big mm. fan of it. It didn't look next gen for me. And I watched it again on the 4K stream and still I'm just 
seeing it. I'm just, I just don't think it looks next gen, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, and we had a statement put out today, didn't we? Yeah, I, I, from what I've read, um, it was actually uh, an old build of the game that was showed. It was actually running on PC, so it wasn't even running on Series X, which I think was a, mm. a bit of a shame. I think they should have really showcased it on, on the Series X. Yeah, it does seem bizarre to have done that. They obviously weren't ready to, to show that, and I guess it's always going to be a not a final build, but we are pretty close now, and this was the opening mm. video for, for the big game for the launch, and it felt like a missed opportunity to me, which is a bit of a shame. But yeah, I, th- I mean, even stuff like, I thought the ships that were moving around in the sky looked like they were just on rails. They weren't moving mm. naturally as a ship in the air would move. It just looked a bit flat. Um, a bit brown, quite a lot of brown going on. I think one of the main things for me was the assault rifle that the character started with. And because of that's obviously in the viewport, it's first person, front and yeah. center. It just looked flat. It didn't have any kind of texturing on it. or Yeah. It- and I thought that was the noticeable like comparison with um, Exomeca from earlier. Because I thought the guns, the first person gun, it was you know same weapon on the right hand bottom side of the screen. Very similar. I thought that looked really, really good. And it was like, oh, mm. I was expecting it to look even better than that. And it didn't really. Pretty much straight away, they jumped in a warthog, which looked like it controlled the same. I remember spending hours <laughs> fine-tuning my warthog handling skills uh, back in the early Halos. So uh, that was quite a relief. But the interesting thing was, of course, as soon as they opened up the map and you could tell the game was going to be an open world game, there were, as they scrolled around, there were eight icons dotted around the map that you could choose to visit. There were view and start mission options on the map. Mm-hmm. And there was also an upgrades tab. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah. I went and rewatched it today. So um, there will be weapon or suit or power upgrades in the game, which is quite exciting. And then we moved into the combat. Quite a lot of elbow charges shown, which I quite enjoyed. Uh, they also showed off a load of different weapons in, in the demo. Energy sword and various different rifles. Sound-wise, so I've watched this back with head- the headset on when I was watching the 4K today. All of the weapons sounded pretty weak to me. They didn't have any oomph behind them on the sound, so I hope they do some work on that. There was one thing I, I liked the look of, which was like a throwable shield that they th- you could Master Chief threw down, and then he could actually shoot through it, which is pretty cool. Um, and I liked the light effects from the bullets hitting the grunts. I thought all of that looked really good. Any Any thoughts on the combat? Uh, so one of the key takeaways for for me was there's a sprint ability. Mm. Um, so the character was sprinting. I don't know if that's just going to be campaign only or multiplayer as well. Okay. Um, but that obviously wasn't in Halo 3. It was in Halo Reach, I think, and it divided the community a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I loved the look of a grappling hook yeah. that yes. we had. So you could either pull the smaller enemies like the grunts toward you, or you could um, pull yourself towards other enemies which looked really cool. Yeah, and you could pick up stuff um, mm. with it, which was very cool. And I thought the audio design, so I didn't. I thought the weapons did seem like they had a bit of oomph to me, um, but okay. the, the main thing I loved, um, it's something that they do in like Red Dead, you know, you'll be, I'd say, driving around on yours, riding around on your horse, and music will happen and like an event will happen. But when you were deep in the combat in Halo Infinite, um, it started playing music, almost consolidated the actions you were performing, in a sense. It just worked really well with the combat and what was going on on screen, and it upped the ante. Yeah, I agree. In fact, there was a bit where you got in a lift and the choir came on and you were mm. rising up looking at the vista in front of you. And I was like, I got tingles then. I was like, Yeah, well, well, before that, you have a kind of massive build-up of the music and you're really deep in the combat. Then it's kind of like the the lull and the like, ah, oh, you've done this, you've got through the fight. I enjoyed that bit. Um, I did notice some graphical pop-in as you were riding the elevator on some of the, the faraway vistas. And even worse, when you got to the top of that and there was a bit where he went and pressed a button on a console before the hologram of the evil dude popped up, that whole console just appeared. Like all of the the buttons on that just appeared out of nowhere. I was like, oh, this is not good. So the Banished are the main enemy, or at least one of the main enemies in the game. And they've come from Halo Wars 2. Yeah, and when you press the the console button and this hologram of the the main bad dude, I don't know what his name is. He looked a bit like a Gears enemy, I thought. I thought he looked like a shadow of Mordor orc. (laughs) Yeah, but certainly nothing like that was like, wow, this is going to be an amazing main bad dude. Just had some terrible teeth. I feel a little bit disappointed by it, but that might be my own fault for believing the hype. 
but yeah, I mean, I'll play it and I'll probably enjoy it. But it it didn't it didn't grab me, and I don't think it's going to be a system seller from what they showed last night. Any other thoughts on Halo before we move on? I would agree with what you said there, Rich. I think I I don't think it was a highlight. I think it was good. It looked fine, um, but I don't think it's going to be something stellar and something standout. I don't know. Maybe we'll see more of it, but for me, I, yeah. I, I was a little bit disappointed by it. I was hoping it well, would really haven't... sort of get me into Halo because yeah. I've never been a big Halo guy, but I was okay. really hoping this would bring me into into the into the franchise. Okay, well, they um, obviously they haven't shown off any of the multiplayer yet, and that is a big part of Halo. But um, yeah, I I was a little bit let down by that. Um, next up, we saw something brand new, which really, like the trailer, just I was committed to watching it as soon as it came up. It looked fantastic. Like it, the comparison to the Halo graphics were night and day, really. It was almost real looking. I mean, I had no idea what it was going to be until right towards the end when we saw a zombie deer. So it was set in winter, uh, looked quite desolate, had like homemade weapons like crossbows and stuff. Uh, blood on the floor and uh, in the snow and yeah and then we found out at the end when a zombie deer popped his head up that it's actually a trailer for state of decay 3 um which i knew nothing about didn't know it was coming sean what did you think of this one yeah i thought it looked uh great it looks like they're focusing really on sort of the horror kind of aspect i know state of decay 2 it's not really as scary as such but um, that, that trailer sort of gave off the real sort of horror vibe, which I was really sort of digging. I really liked Yeah, that. the main character let out, let out a shriek in the yeah. middle of it that actually pierced through me. It was quite uh, quite terrifying. So, uh, yeah, that looked good. I played State of Decay 2 a bit. Uh, I think I did it on a live stream, actually. Uh, I quite enjoyed it, but there was a lot of uh, inventory management. and Yeah. That's the reason I don't like RPGs, really. I, I want a bag that I can put as much stuff in forever like a never-ending bag <laughs> <laughs> please make never-ending bags i can't i hate having to choose between you know uh some ammo and a better pair of trousers <laughs> <laughs> if you get me so uh yeah that was interesting we i don't think we've got any idea when that game is hitting uh no. it was just a cg trailer no gameplay or anything like that so uh i imagine it's quite a way away and another game which is quite a way away seemingly which we all knew was coming at some point is the new Forza Motorsport, which looked absolutely ridiculous. Coming from Term 10, um, I don't think there was any gameplay, but they said it was all in-game captured footage. Mm-hmm. But it was mainly in the like in the um, equipment areas and the, the pit stop areas and stuff. We did see a bit of the cars as well. I mean, the cars looked nuts. It looked real. I mean, there were parts of it that you could swap it out. You could put that on the F1 Sky Channel and people believed they were watching the real thing. But yeah, the interesting thing for me is they've dropped the numbering seemingly. It's just called Four to Sport, which is fine. I suppose when you get to number eight, you can re- restart the clock and everybody else will have forgotten the first one by then. But I love the franchise generally. It had been getting a little bit stale for me with the previous couple. So I'll look forward to if, it's, if it is a bit of a reboot. But yeah, the frustrating thing for me is we've got absolutely no idea when it's coming. And I like a console launch to have a racing game. And it looks like the only one's going to be the new Dirt game which is fine, but it's not a Forza. So that's that's made me a little bit sad. Jack, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I've, uh, just to echo what you said, pretty much it's not much driving was shown at all, uh, but the graphics did look incredible. It just looked real. And in the cockpit area, there was, um, for example, the floor. You could see the reflections of cars off the floor and it was all, it, it just looked real. It looked mm. amazing. Yeah, it's um, crazy. The only bit of racing we saw of cars actually on a track was the Laguna Seca corkscrew which is quite iconic but it zoomed out of the rumble strips at the side of the track and just for bits of dirt and the dust in the air and stuff it yeah it felt real yeah and I don't think they've given any hint as to when it might be arriving I think what did they say I think they described it as they're in early development or something yeah, early development, um, but it looked ridiculously good for that, didn't it? Really yeah, that's true. And I mean, I don't know what day. they've been doing for the last... When was the last motorsport game? At least two years ago. Mm. Yeah, that was for one with all the loot boxes, wasn't it? Yes. Controversial. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, they must have been working on it since then, so it can't be that early. Plus, they've got all the car models and stuff, so... Don't know. And the track models, because they're always based on real tracks, aren't they? Pretty much. I assume that as the tech gets better and better, yeah, they, they have almost to need to more. go and re upgrade those. Yeah, mm. Probably true. 
Okay, cool. And then we moved on to Rare. We had a, another new trailer for a game we knew about before, Everwild. Heidi, this looks like your type of thing. Yeah, it is exactly. I think this is probably one of the ones I'm most excited for. And what I love is that like, that was a respectably long trailer and I still have no idea what we're actually going to be doing in it, but I'm still sold on it. It just looks so beautiful. Mm. And I really like that they're pushing this idea of it's something they just want people to get completely lost in, this like magical adventure in nature which just seems so like attractive especially now and um they've kind of said that um that's one reason they haven't showed us as much of everworld yet is because they're still not entirely sure what they're going to do with it gameplay wise which is like (laughs) i guess makes sense as to why we still don't know what we're going to be doing but i love all of those weird creatures they showed like that warthog badger thing and that like weird toad thing halfway through which just opened its mouth and spit out a yeah. lot of fish and was never mentioned it again and vomited fish yeah, <laughs> and <it was laughs> kind of put in there as like a little random thing that they didn't come back to which i like and <laughs> i really like that it looks like they're gonna go so deep on like world building and lore in this like they kind of mentioned those eternal characters that have something to do with magic i've still got no idea what it is but it just looks so good i'm really excited for that one yeah sean did you like the look at this one yeah i really liked it i sort of me and heidi were talking as it came up and was like we were blown away just how how good it looked like how gorgeous it looked but um i don't have a clue what it's going to be about not well, it sounds not like red though <laughs> yeah <laughs> no i have no idea and but yeah, it's, I'm hoping to hear see more. It's pretty cool that um, Xbox are happy for their studios to just have an idea and run with it. And I think Rare have proved with Sea of Thieves that they can they can develop a game that can have l- longevity and can evolve throughout its life. And it sounds like this might be a similar vibe um, to that. So yeah, interesting. Check out the the trailer for Everworld because I thought it was pretty unique as well. It is quite cool as well to see like how many have got Breath of the Wild inspiration in, like just with this massive natural open world thing and all these like little types of strange creatures i just it looks so beautiful it was definitely one of their highlights i think okay nice yeah um and then we moved on to a new single player adventure game from don't nod who of course are the studio behind the life is strange games it had a very similar vibe to life is strange i thought but the graphics looked amazing like really really impressive um called tell me why um, I don't think it's anything to do with the song, presumably. Um, Jack, what were your thoughts on this one? <laughs> so um, I think it comes from a studio with a pedigree for episodic games, so that's Absolutely. always going to be good. That's what they're known for. So why move away from that? Um, but the trailer itself, it had a real mystery feel to it, and it just pulled me in. Um, so the crux of it is that the brother and sister in it, I don't know if you actually play as them, I'm assuming you do. They seem very main to the plot but they see old memories in the physical world as manifestations and that kind of all works into the plot somehow mm-hmm. it, it it just looked quite good quite yeah excited for it i i thought life is strange was brilliant so i'm i'm all over this one uh, and we don't have long to wait for this i think they've it was august for 27th for the first episode for the first part awesome mm. sean is this something you're going to be playing i cannot wait for this this was one of my highlights um because i'm a huge life is strange like yeah, a strange really film. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my one of my favourite games. I think it was one of my favourite games of the decade. Um, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I absolutely love sort of the story, like living as the character, um, that sort of thing. But um, it's also got the uh, got a, the first ever playable uh, transgender protagonist in a okay, game interesting. ever, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it looked great. So um, we don't have long to wait for that one. It's probably the Oh, there's another one game coming out next week, actually. Uh, but I think that's the next new one releasing. So exciting times. We don't have long to wait. Uh, then we moved into the Obsidian Showcase section, uh, which was quite good fun. So I haven't played Outer Worlds, but there is some new DLC coming called Perilon Gorg- Gorgon. Heidi, are you an Outer Worlds fan? Oh, massively. I loved that. I just thought, like, that wacky, mad scientist kind of humor, they just... They did that so well. I really like that. It kind of threw me a bit because when you finish, there's still like a few um, planets on the map that are locked. And I kind of thought that's what they were going to do the DLC on. But this Gorgon asteroid thing seems to be brand new. And um, I like they're going to be adding more science weapons to this, which I love. Those are always just the best weapons in the game. 
and more customization, which will be really cool. And they also said that this is going to be the first of two expansions. So I don't know if they're going to end this one on a cliffhanger for the second one or if it's just going to be its own separate thing. But like even just the trailer, I really liked how they did that as like the old style um, movie with the narrator shouting things like Salisha's secrets and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that was it was a real highlight, wasn't it? Um, yeah. It's sort of Bioshocky feel to it a bit as well. Yeah, I just thought it I thought it looked great, actually. But I haven't played Outer but presumably there's quite a commitment to get to that point. It's quite a big game, isn't it, Outer Worlds? Yeah, it's it's pretty massive, but it is it is worth it. It's so much fun. Okay. I did, in <laughs> fact, read your convinced. review. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read your review and I was all in until you started talking about how long the game is. I true, don't have that much time. A drawback for you, I know. And do you have to swap a pair of trousers for some ammo? You might have carry? to do some management. You, you don't have this never-ending magical bag. I think I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, but I'm totally in on Grounded, which was the next Obsidian game they showed, uh, which looks, I mean, what a trailer, just awesome fun. I'm assuming it's a multiplayer game. It certainly looked like it's multiplayer. You are with other, yeah, okay, cool. You're with other characters. Uh, You get shrunk down to a tiny size and you have to, (laughs) it looks like just navigate your garden um, (laughs) by battling bugs and nasties. The tone of the trailer was brilliant. Uh, please watch it if you've not watched it. And this is the game that's out next week, actually. So I am very much looking forward to playing this. Um, Heidi, you like the look of this one as well? Yeah, I've um, I liked everything they've showed of it so far, and I love how they started off with the cyberpunk joke. That was great. Yeah, that was totally good. Yeah, and like another- uh, in fact, there was jokes all the way through the trailer. I, I thought it was excellent. Yeah, it was really good. And another one that's like really focusing on this '90s vibe. Like, I think one of your like health measures is one of those like '90s snap bracelets. Do you remember those? And mm. <laughs> like, I guess might not be in your thing. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I love a snack bracelet. <laughs> But the the spiders are going to be an issue for me, definitely. Those Tell me about it. Massive spiders are not not great, but I think that whole Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibe just looks mm. so much fun. I really like the look of it. I've got it pre-installed and I'm real excited to play it. Oh, have you already? Okay, great. So it's going to be on Game Pass as every single game in the Xbox showcase was. So maybe we can um, play that together. That would be a cool thing to do. I'd be, be all over that. And then the final Obsidian game we, we saw was a brand new game. I don't think we need to talk about this one, do we? Can we skip over this one? Excuse me. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. It has massive Skyrim vibes. Heidi, tell us about Avowed. <laughs> like, again, this one, these ones are just so perfect for me. All these like medieval fantasy ones. I know they're straight away not your kind of thing, but that Skyrim vibe was amazing. And I think this was probably the best surprise in the show. Just this, I've, I've got no idea again what the story's going to be, but it ticks all those fantasy elements with monsters and magic and kings and queens and everything. And straight in with that magic and sword combo at the end of mm-hmm. the trailer. And well, we trust them anyway to make great RPG games, but this one just looks so perfect. And I think they said this is the one they wanted to make in particular when they got picked up for Xbox okay. Game Studios. So I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, Sean, you like the look of this one? Yeah, big time. Loving that bigger Skyrim feel. But what um what I didn't realise was that it's set in the same game world from mm. Pillars of Eternity. Okay. Ooh. Which is yeah, a obsidian RPG, an older one. Um it's actually set in that world, which which I thought was quite cool. I didn't know that until I read about it this morning. So they're okay. swapping out sort of the isometric top down sort of perspective for for the first person, which, well, yeah, it looked really cool. I'm, I'm yeah. well up for that. Do we have any idea of release date for this? No, I don't think anything was mentioned at all. I don't okay. think so. Yeah, well, probably worth pointing out we didn't see any gameplay. It was just yeah. a cinematic trailer. Okay. And then next up we had As Dusk Falls. Jack, tell us about this one. Yeah, so this was really interesting. I was um, actually quite blown away by just the style of the trailer and stuff. Uh, but it's set in 1999, Arizona, in a desert it's about the paths of two families crossing so it looks as though one family is going to a shop or store for all our american listeners <laughs> and uh, uh, another family is seemingly performing a robbery on said shop and that's how the two paths kind of collide but visually it looked like you were watching a comic book it looked like a little bit like scanner darkly if you've seen that film I haven't. But um, so I know what you mean. It's almost like rotoscoping where they've taken a photo of something and then drawn over it to make it a comic book. Yeah, the graphics were really interesting. So, yeah, it was like a still cartoon yeah. image, but with bits of that that were actually animated still. So, most of the, the characters were, were still, but there was stuff moving around them. Yeah, but it wasn't really like interesting. A, it almost wasn't a full animation. It was almost like a fade between two bits, but with the background yeah. staying static. 
Yeah, I don't know if the whole game's going to be like that. Mm. I don't know whether that would put me off a bit. Yeah, it looked really interesting. It had a really real kind of mystery true crime feel to it again mm. sean what did you think of this one yeah great i thought it was more sort of like the interactive interactive story kind of life is strange vibe maybe yeah. and yeah i'm all for that and i thought oh, yeah it just looked the art style looked really cool if it is going to be sort of like that during the game that's something pretty unique i've not seen anything quite like that no i haven't either it's, it's difficult to come up with stuff that's brand new but i thought there was a few different trailers that were pushing the boundaries of stuff I'd seen before. So, uh, Heidi, do, do we know when this one's coming? No, we don't yet, but... Okay. So it's the um, ex-Quantic Dream lead game designer, Carolyn Marshall, mm. that is, is working on this one. Cool. Okay. Next up, we had a game we did know was coming, uh, Senua's Saga, which is Hellblade 2. I was a bit disappointed with this, that we didn't see any proper gameplay. It was more like a, a little interview with the developer who mentioned about it being set in Iceland and a mention of their developer diary. But it wasn't as much as I wanted to see. Mm. Sean, do you, do you agree with that one? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, for something that they announced with the Series X when it was announced, I thought there definitely should have been something. Something there, some gameplay or maybe another trailer for it. Just something to keep everyone sort of a bit satiated but mm. just to get like a developer diary that tells us the game set in iceland is a bit like uh really come on let's let's go all out with this let's you know really really go for it yeah I was a yeah bit i mean to, to be honest it was halo and hellblade 2 that i thought i'd be most excited about and actually yeah from what we saw <laughs> both of them left me a bit cold yeah um, I, th- I still think hellblade 2 will be amazing because i absolutely love the first game i just wish we'd seen a bit more of it yeah then we did see something new. I think we thought this had probably been in the pipeline for a while. Uh, Double Fine have been working on Psychonauts 2, and that is coming next year. And we know that much. Uh, Heidi, this one looked wicked, I thought. Really, really fun. Yeah, it looks so good. I, like, I love that whole kind of psychedelic, psychic humor thing it had going on the trailer. And if it's got Jack Black, it's got to be great. Yeah. That trailer song was brilliant. It was. I just really liked how um, chaotic it looks. Like I haven't played the first one, but I've been keeping an eye on this one just because it's all about like psychic powers and secret agents and psychedelic stuff, and it just looks crazy and so cool. So I think that will be really interesting. And I think from what I saw, I think Jack Black plays a moat of light, is what he's called. So I'm interested <laughs> to see what that yeah. does. I think it's a bit crazy. Tim Schafer is a, a a wild and crazy guy. Um, the first Psychonauts came out in. 2005 so it's been a long time coming this one so it'll be really interesting to see what happens when that finally drops next year next up was a bit of a surprise destiny 2 which i don't think i was expecting to see as far as i could tell they were just promoting the fact that this is coming to game pass along with all of its content i don't think there was anything new just the series x version that's coming out the same okay but yeah so there was a few of the games that are existing games that are getting smart delivered upscaled versions which we'll come on to in a bit the the other ones yeah but just basically a load of free content if you haven't played the dlc for for destiny 2 then then you can it's a great advert for game pass though it really is because uh, yeah absolutely all of those expansions they cost a fair old whack and the new I think one it's that's 60 dollars well. for the for the season pass for all of them yeah so, yeah and the new one that comes out i can't remember when it comes out what is it uh, beyond light i think it's called yes that comes out yeah. soon as well that's 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 a good yeah 40 dollar expansion so um that's pretty exciting if you are a destiny fan and you haven't played any of that stuff i played a bit of destiny 2 in fact i played quite a lot of it but for achievement hunters out there the achievements are uh, not exactly thrown in your face there's very few in the whole game and i don't think you even get the first one till you've completed like the main story and then i got to the bit where i needed to level up like i finished the main campaign part and then i had to level up to be able to do the the raids and i was well short of the required level so at that point i was like i don't do grinding i'm out of here but it's a shame because i, I enjoyed the shooting a lot in uh, in destiny 2 i think the mechanics are great so it might be a time for me to, to pick it back up again next up sean we saw something brand new stalker 2 yeah really excited for stalker 2 i mean i i briefly played the first one back on pc i think it came out in 2007 or 2008 and uh i never actually had a pc to play it on i had to play it around my friend's house because he had a much better pc and I just remember being so scared by it. It was so good. And then to actually see that Stalker 2 is coming to Series X, I think that's going to be big, especially as like a console launch exclusive. I think that's that's key. 
I'm yeah. really, really excited for Stalker 2. I can't wait. So is it quite a horror, horror-y vibe game? Horror-y, yeah, kind of uh, survival <laughs> horror. Really, really freaky, just really tense atmosphere all the time. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot to sort of get through it, and especially some of the really darker parts. It's really has you on the edge of your seat. Ooh, it's great, might, yeah. Might not be for me, that one. Yeah, Jack, <laughs> Jack, Jack, you'll probably quite enjoy that. Yeah, I think so. So it sounds like it's very... Well, there's not much in terms of gameplay that's been revealed about a second because it was all FMV. No. But they did post a little image on their Twitter clarifying some things earlier. Um, so all of the stuff we yeah. saw in the trailer, the level of graphics and the atmosphere, that's something they're aiming to achieve. So it's all kind of not in-engine. Right, um, okay. But it's a massive open world, and it's one of the biggest open worlds to date, they say. Um, and it's all about exploring. The story has multiple branches, multiple yeah. endings, and every choice has consequences. Which Ooh. sounds cool. They always say that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> but... I bet not everyone will. No. Um, <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, then we saw a Warhammer game, Warhammer Dark Tide. Uh, I know nothing of these, and I don't think any of us are uh, big Warhammer fans. So we'll move on to Tetris Effect Connected. Now, I have played Tetris Effect on the PlayStation after the whole world got really excited about it coming out. And it didn't really do it for me. Like I've obviously played Tetris many times throughout the years, and it was—it's properly mad. Like it's really full-on graphical chaos. And they made a big play about this being an exclusive, but actually, it's the same game, but it just seems to have multiplayer elements. Uh, the trailer was a bit weird, wasn't it? It was lots of people at home. Like it looked like it was going to be a rhythm action game because everyone was sort of tapping their controllers in time, um, and then the, the sort of screens sort of panned back and then you could tell they were actually in tetris shapes falling down the screen bit of a weird one i don't know whether it'll be any good or not um but if you like tetris you'll probably like it and then i think we saw something brand new that i'd not heard of before with probably the coolest name out of any of the games in the show the gunk um i know nothing about this at all heidi tell us about the gunk so it's like these two friends who kind of travel from one planet to another for resource management, harvesting even, and then they find this gunky thing that is corrupting everything and killing the planet. So I think, yeah, obviously by the name, the gunk is going to be the most interesting thing because otherwise I wasn't sure how it was going to differentiate itself from all the other kind of land on an alien planet, investigate mm. and report back type of games. There's just a lot of those already. So I think playing that up is a good idea. And it's just, again, from what we've heard so far, it just seems like there's so many directions they're going in this. Like, you, you've got to solve the mystery of this planet and save it, and you've got to solve puzzles and fight enemies. So I think with this one, like, it looks really cool, but I am I think I'm waiting to see more before I put this on my definitely excited for list. Yes. How big is that list? Quite big. <laughs> That's quite big so far. <laughs> you, you need to make some room for, for some other stuff. Um yeah, Jack, did you like this one? Yeah, so I thought it looked interesting and I noted it down because it reminded me a lot of Super Mario Sunshine back on the game Ooh, okay. back in the day. Wow. And the premise of that was everything was covered in paint and you had a little water tank on your back and you had to go and wash everything. Again, it was like the paint was corrupt in the landscape. Okay, yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. Though. The graphics looked really pleasant. And again, I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, I thought the graphical style looked cool and it is out next year. And then we saw a game that we have seen before, The Medium, but we saw some more about it. They're calling it dual reality gameplay. Yeah. Um, which they've patented, apparently, because all games are going to be dual reality <laughs> gameplay from now on, obviously, because they're going to do such a good job of it. But basically, they were swapping between worlds quite a lot in the trailer. Mm -hmm. It looked like it was sort of gameplay sort of thrown in as well there but i i couldn't really tell if you were able to switch yourself between the two worlds i couldn't really work out what that mechanic actually brought to the party apart from confusing me quite a lot <laughs> as i was watching it i'm wondering how flexible that'll be as well if you're going to be able to switch at will or if there'll yeah, just be certain I mean, yeah. points where you need to switch for a puzzle or to see something in the other reality from what they've said i think um it's going to be kind of simultaneous it said something about different controller inputs match map to each world so oh, exploration wow. and puzzle solving across both can be done at the same time and then like that she herself is obviously a medium and she has this out of body ability so that that's how she travels to this like spirit world and kind of inhabits them both at once but that if you keep her out of body too much it can kill her so oh, okay. <laughs> there's a lot of pressure on that okay interesting i think the medium i think that's 
going to really sort of showcase the power of the Series X, whereas rendering two worlds at once, that's what yeah. it can do. Yeah. I think that's that's going to be a really cool uh, game mechanic. Do you think that's the only reason they've done that? It could be. It could be. <laughs> <laughs> How can we show off the power? Well, if we put two worlds together at once... We can render <laughs> two at the same time. Yeah. Can you do that? Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah, because Ratchet and Clank has a similar yeah, feel, doesn't it, where they're popping that. through through time. Okay. Um, so for the next Xbox, we'll have probably four worlds. <laughs> between. <laughs> the medium was the one they showed off in May in the May showcase that had the really grim scenes. Yes, it? it's for Team Bluber game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they they paired a lot of that back for this trailer. It just looked a bit spooky. Um, Too spooky. But yeah, definitely one to watch. Is that that's coming out December this year? So we don't have too long to wait for that. That's, so they're just going to miss launch by the sound of it. I wonder if it will actually be a launch title and they've just been vague. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Okay, then we saw a reboot of Fantasy Star Online. As you can imagine, I've never played this game. I don't think any of us have played Fantasy Star Online, have we? No. no. Played a tiny bit of one back in the day. Oh, Jack, tell us uh, all about this. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm basically the mate. No, I'm joking. I don't know if it's going to be popular, um, I think it's, it's certainly a big title. I think it's probably the one of the games I wanted to fit in because they're trying to get more of a relationship with Japanese gamers, aren't Absolutely, they? yeah. So yeah, you could tell that throughout appeal the, the showcase. In that market, I think. Yeah, okay, cool. Next up, we have a game that we'd seen some of before, but this was the first showing of the campaign, is that right, for Crossfire X? Mm-hmm. Jack, what did you think of this one? So I thought this looked really cool. I thought it felt like Battlefield, but with some of the more futuristic Call of Duty games mixed in, but not over the top in a sense. So it paired things back. It wasn't like flying, I don't know, drones around and all the crazy mechanics Call of Duty style added in. But it looked good though. The um, graphics visually looked amazing. Yeah, uh, the, gu- looked- the gunplay looked really good. It looked like there were mm. vehicles and stuff that you could utilize. Um, the only bit that I thought was weird was some of the messaging at the bottom of the screen. So they're separating out the multiplayer and the single player. Yeah, the yes. multiplayer needs gold, but it's yeah. free to play. <laughs> and the single player, I don't think, is in Game Pass, from what I gather. Oh, really? I thought everything oh. was in Game Pass. Um, I might need to double check that. Hang on. Yeah, check with our news team because they will know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean, you like this one, yeah? Yeah, really good. It looks amazing. Um, yeah, I, thought- I, I believe that levels, or well, what they're calling they're calling them operations, they're actually divided up into episodes. Okay. So it could be like an episodic thing, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But okay. it's the campaigns uh, made by Remedy, who did Control. And, yes. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping there might be some sort of supernatural kind of thing to it. I didn't really gather that from the trailer, but Remedy always have a few surprises up their sleeve, and I'm hoping there might be something kind of weird that happens with it. Yeah, I love Remedy games generally, so uh, mm. it's probably, I would imagine it will be a a quality title and then finally we had the surprise that probably wasn't a surprise at all but it was nice to see it confirmed i heard the yelp from bournemouth from here heidi we're getting a new fable (laughs) (laughs) well as you might have guessed fantasy rpg stuff is just amazing for me so this this whole showcase was just great but I didn't. I didn't get to play as much of the earlier Fable ones as I'd like to. So I'm really pleased that this one is being set up as just like a whole new begin beginning for the franchise. I'm so excited for this, and I love that they managed to get that kind of quirky Fable humor across in just yes. in like those 50 seconds with the <laughs> with that poor fairy. And, yeah, um, it's just it, like ticks every box: magic, adventure, amazingness. I am so excited for this one, as you might be able to tell. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we're all quite excited for it. I mean, I'm not an RPG fan, but I've played a couple of the Fable games and I did really enjoy them. So it's Playground, so it will be brilliant. I think mm-hmm. we can probably assume. Yep. Even Jack, you're excited for this one? Yeah, I think just the tone of a trailer, it captured the humour of the franchise really well with the fairy yeah. getting eaten by the um, toad again. And I'm really excited for it. And uh, I just hope it's got cars. So, yeah, I'm assuming yeah. the car DLC will be uh, following us yeah, behind. A Lego DLC. <laughs> Sean, you're up for Fable? Yeah, definitely up for Fable. And I think um, it was a great way to sort of close out the show on that. Yeah, mm, on absolutely. That big reveal. We have absolutely no idea when this is going to release. It could well be three or four years away. We, oh, I don't say that. Don't know. Well, 
it's true. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of the show. Um, a couple of other talking points. So the key thing about the show that Phil popped in halfway through to, to tell everyone was that every single game that they showed in the main Xbox showcase, this doesn't include the stuff that was in the pre-show, is going to be playable day one on Game Pass mm-hmm. for free. So if you have a Game Pass subscription, you are not going to have to pay for a single one of these games, which is absolutely bonkers in my head. And just to um, drop in, I've confirmed now via the trailer again, Crossfire X for single player isn't in Game Pass. Oh, I'm oh, right. So it's just for multiplayer. Oh, that's right, yeah. Mm. That's weird, isn't that's it? That's true. Okay. Well, apart from Crossfire <laughs> <laughs> So I was trying to work out in my head, uh, I think a Game Pass monthly subscription is currently £7.99 mm-hmm. uh, UK. Yeah. I don't know what it is in dollars, probably nine, $9.99 or something like that, bucks uh, a month. So for a year, that's what, nearly £100. So that's the equivalent of two full-price games mm-hmm. per year. But I would guess that we'll be getting probably five, six maybe more full-price titles per year. Now, obviously, you don't get to choose them like you would if you were buying the games individually, but you also get the whole wealth of back catalogue of Xbox Game Studios and a whole ton of other games rotating around uh, every six months in in the Game Pass proposition. And it seems to me that there's not going to be anyone on the planet that doesn't have a PC or an Xbox that isn't going to be a Game Pass subscriber. Mm-hmm. It is by far the best deal in gaming that you can possibly have. And I'm just wondering how the developers make money from it, but well, the, they obviously um, do. One of the developers for, it was Descenders, uh, he recently said that Descenders went onto Game Pass at launch and that, uh, or it went into Game Pass later on, sorry, um, in its life cycle. And it sold more after it went into Game Pass than it had before. Yeah, so when he says really sold, he mean, he doesn't mean just downloaded as part of Game Pass. He means people then actually buying the game. I'm assuming so. Yeah, yeah. I think um, he but, did, yeah. But again... It's mad, if, isn't it? yeah. I suppose you play it and you enjoy it so much that you want to keep it. And I've done that with a couple of Game Pass titles. Have you? Okay. Yeah. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> but yeah, impressive stuff. And Game Pass continues to be an incredible, incredible proposition for everybody. So yeah, interesting way of the way that the industry is shifting in, in that regard. And I wonder if Sony will bring out something similar. I sort of feels they sort of have to, probably. Mm. Well, I guess they've got PlayStation now, haven't they? It's yeah, but it's, so is it? it's not no, really good. No. Um, okay, so that's cool. Yay, we're all Game Pass fans. There's a couple of other announcements they made that both Ori and uh, Forza Horizon 4 are getting um, upgrades for Series X. They are Ori is going to be, I think they said 120 frames yep. uh, and 4K, which is crazy. They showed a bit of side-by-side comparison for the current game and the, and the Series X version, and it did look noticeably smoother and, and different. <laughs> so that was cool. But yeah, Forza Horizon 4 in 60 frames a second is is something that I will definitely be playing as well. They, uh, and I wonder if they might put some more content out for that, actually. They also confirmed these upgrades for, um, what was it? It was Sea of Thieves, Forza, Ori, Gears 5, and Gears Tactics. Okay. Um, yeah, so Gears Tactics is coming to console. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to be a launch title. It's not confirmed anyway. So let's summarize our thoughts from the whole show. Let's talk about our biggest surprises. So there were plenty of surprises in the show. Jack, what was your biggest surprise from the from the hour? Um, so I think mine was a game that I it they had possible information floating around about it, but I heard nothing about it at all. And it was As Dusk Falls. I just okay. loved the graphical style of it, and it looks like it's going to be very good. Up to me okay. anyway. Heidi, did you have a surprise? Yeah, definitely. Um, about that one just came out. No, we're looking amazing and. Already looks like it will tick a lot of the boxes for me for like just an awesome fantasy RPG. So definitely that one. Okay, Sean. Uh, mine was definitely Stalker too. We haven't had a Stalker game in God knows how long. I think it was two thousand and nine was the last one we had, and it's just great to see the Stalker franchise coming to consoles finally instead of PC where it's always been. Yeah, I assume it will be on PC as well. It is coming to PC as well on Windows. Oh, yeah. yeah cool. Okay, brilliant. And mine was Exomeca right at the start of the uh, pre-show. That I never even heard of that game, and I thought it looked really polished already. So I'm really looking forward to playing that. And it's going to be free to play, which is very cool. And I think all of us were semi-surprised to see Fable at the end. It wasn't announced, but everyone had an inkling that that might be what Playground were working on. Even though the amount of people I've spoken to there to try and get the answer and they kept it just too tight-lipped they are yeah. ridiculous absolutely ridiculous 
I thought I was a friend. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, let's talk about our biggest disappointment. So my personal disappointment was that we didn't see more of Hellblade 2. I was really looking forward to seeing some more of that game. And um, yeah, it was a bit of, bit of a blow. So I will be delving into the developer diaries just so I've got something to, to look at. But I really, really enjoyed Hellblade 1. So not to see a bit more of the gameplay was, was a bit of a blow. Heidi, did you have a disappointment at all? Yeah, I was really hoping to see anything for Age of Empires 4 because that last trailer we saw, I think, was it X-19 or something? It was just so beautiful and it was so short, though. And all that we saw is they were going to have new things like wall combat and things that I really wanted to see more of. And I was also hoping that they might lump it together with some sort of announcement for Age of Mythology, which would just be amazing because that is definitely the best game ever. I was really hoping they would revisit that in some way. So just more age of stuff would have been great to see <laughs> okay uh jack um for me i think it was probably crossfire x so the footage and stuff we saw looked phenomenal but they just snuck that little message in at the very bottom of the screen really um kind of while a bit of action-packed sequence was going on so you weren't paying attention and it said the single player is not included in game pass which i thought was a, i don't know when it's been, strange, isn't it, with everything else being in? Yeah, especially with them specifically saying at the start, everything in this is in yeah. Game Pass. And then just for a yeah. small caveat, hidden away. And it's Remedy, who've got a great relationship with Microsoft. Mm, yeah. Strange. Uh, Very strange. It's like the terms and conditions when you install a bit of software, no one ever reads it. But exactly. There it was. This is not in Game Pass. Uh, Sean, any disappointments for you? Um, it would have to be the big one, Halo Infinite. It just, I just don't think it looked great. Um, it just the gameplay. It didn't grab me at all. Just the whole. I don't know if it was overhyped. If if Microsoft were trying to put too much emphasis on it, but I thought there was so much better stuff than the Halo Infinite reveal. I really don't think it was all that great. Yeah, I, I think I'd agree with you there. Okay, so let's look onto the positive sides. Heidi, what game from the show are you most looking forward to playing when it finally arrives? It is between Fable and Everworld. I cannot decide. Both look so gorgeous. Um, I think it's just going to have to wait until we see more trailers or gameplay, but I'm so excited for both of those. So either one. Okay, Jack? Um, for me, it is the medium. Ooh. So one where you can switch between two dual realities. Yeah. I think the thing that sold it for me, I'm quite into like true crime and crime dramas and stuff like that. The way they started off the trailer with... Uh, they said it all starts with a dead girl, a forest, the moon, the scent of pines, and then the gunshot. It just <laughs> sold all the mystery for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite into the scent of pine myself. <laughs> see where you're coming from. It's there. one of those little magic um, trees you hang in a car. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it will be that. I don't think it will. Um, Sean? Uh, it'd have to be Stalker 2. I can't wait to sort of get involved with a, a irradiated Chernobyl zone. And start running around that with um, a bunch of mutants chasing you. Um, nice. But horror games usually aren't my bag, but I, I'm really looking forward to this. I can't wait for it. Okay, awesome. And mine would be, um, it's not an Xbox exclusive or anything, but it's coming soon. Entities Watchdog Legions. It's in London, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so that in itself makes it playable for me. I think we should all have a guess at how much we think the Xbox Series X is going to cost at launch. Uh, just for the fun of it. Um, Jack, you've always got interesting thoughts on pricing. What, what do you reckon? Yeah, so I think kind of a, a best of price would be anything just below 500. That'd be amazing because in your head, psychologically, if something's like 499, it's, it's less than half a thousand pounds. But with the amount of tech and hardware that's in there, I think 600 might be Oof. a better guess. But that would definitely put people off. Yeah, I agree. Mm. So how much would you think the PS5 would be if the similar pricing? Well, I hope the PS5 is going to be more expensive. More than expensive. Yeah, I hope they'll, um, Xbox will wait for them to announce it and just take a penny off. Or... <laughs> yeah, that would everyone. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have a bash at this. So th there's a really interesting proposition here, even if without talking about Lockhart. And that is that all the controller tech and peripherals are back and pat. Mm -hmm. So your Xbox One controller uh, and your headsets and your hard drives and all of that stuff are going to work with Series X. So I think they might well make the base 
SKU for the Series X not to contain a controller, mm-hmm. which would mean they could easily take £50 off the base price. Yeah. Because if, I, I would much rather pay £50 less and not have to buy, an, yes, another controller, because while it looks a tiny bit different, it doesn't look massively different. Um, and I think that might allow them to, to bring it down below 400 yeah. to 399 And I suppose this time around, you're not paying for an, a Connect either. And that's very true. Unless they suddenly, that's the mic drop for next next event, <laughs> is that there's going to be a Connect installed. Yeah, so I, I don't know about Lockhart. I've, I've got no idea of that. But I'm, I'm guessing 399 for the Series X. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heidi, have you got any any predictions on that front? I'm also thinking between 400 and 500. Is what I am hoping for. It's quite a broad range. <laughs> I'm placing my bets And is it whoever guesses closest wins it? Is that yes. right? Yeah, <laughs> so I'm covering yeah. a range. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it'll be below a thousand pounds. Sean, any thoughts? I think Microsoft will be selling the console as a loss leader. I don't yeah. think they'll make much money on it at all, if any. I think they're going to try and use it to get game pass everywhere so maybe bundle it in with some game pass yeah. offers something like that but i think probably a 399 or a f- oh jesus yeah 399 something like that or 449 somewhere Ooh. around that range i think yeah lost leader yeah i think they will throw six months of game pass in with it yeah. i think um you're obviously talking about the peripherals and not needing those now as well but the cost of um games base prices of games is seemingly going up as well. Some of the publishers have already announced games will be as it's sixty pounds now, or is it? Yeah, yeah, sixty pounds yeah. as base. Yeah. So you're earning more money from the software on the console. So again, you could make a loss on the console. Yeah, yeah. So they take thirty percent of sales through the Xbox Store. Mm. So that is quite a hefty amount, especially for the all digital versions. Obviously, if Lockhart is an all digital version, which we mm-hmm. expect, um, with a slightly um, I was going to say compromised graphics card, but a, a lower quality graphics card. Um, then they could go. I reckon they could go as low as two nine nine with that, mm. which is pretty exciting. Okay, cool. Uh, is there anything that anybody thinks they've held back from this show that I think? I mean, we were expecting to have one of these a month, but we didn't have one last month. Uh, we've got one this month, right at the end of the month, pretty much. Do we think there's going to be another show in August? I think there's going to have to be, isn't there? Yeah. Um, mm. So I think they haven't shown any battle toads so i would expect that to to come uh, but does anyone uh, any other games that they think they might be holding back or do you think this was the full lot i think i, I don't know if they're gonna say anything but we haven't heard anything from the initiative at all ever yes yeah, um true. maybe there could in fact didn't he say before the console's launch you will have seen something from every studio did he in my I'm sure that was right yeah. at the start. They put the slide up with all the studio names. It probably it probably won't be anything big. It'll just be a teaser or some sort of mini reveal. But some, yeah, they've definitely held something back there. I think. Uh, yeah, Jack, any thoughts on that one? Um, nothing jumps to mind. To be honest, I think they definitely do have a couple more titles, obviously from first party studios, but maybe some third party stuff as well. They haven't announced because it would have been unstrategic to announce everything now and have nothing between yeah, now and when the console yeah. launches. Yeah, exactly. got another reveal coming. Because mm, there's um, potentially enough space for another two reveals if the console is launching latter end of the year between November and December. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, and there's always the possibility that they might go for Warner Brothers games, mm. which would be huge if they can get that deal over the line before. Yeah, that's console. a good point, actually. There weren't any acquisitions no. this time around. No. Heidi, uh, yours, are, I guess, are the age of games. Yeah, I think probably still just holding some stuff back for their next one, and hopefully it will be all age of stuff, the whole thing. The whole thing? <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm going to be disappointed. That'll be just an entire disappointment for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome, right. Well, thank you guys for all of your time today. It's been lovely being back recording. Nice to talk to our community again. Uh, I just want to do a final thing. Marks out of 10 for the the entire showcase and the Ooh. yeah, that's just the showcase. Forget the pre-show. Uh, Jack, what would you give it out of ten? Uh, I'd give it seven and a half. I think. Okay. Uh, well, that's out of twenty, really, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah. Well, let's bump it. <laughs> no, to, let's bump it to eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, uh, a seven. Heidi, eight. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say eight as well. But I'm being a bit generous there. Mm. 
Wicked. Okay, I don't know if we'll do another one of these soon. We might, depending on how many people, if you enjoy this, let us know if you do enjoy it. We will try and do another one next time there's a, there's a show if it goes down well. So um, awesome to be back. And yeah, have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.